Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. I believe today is the 3rd. Yes, today's the 3rd of November 2021. Sun shining brightly. It was a crisp 30, 31 degrees when I arose this morning. The grass is covered in friggin' frost. It's a beautiful day now, though. Look at this foliage, man. Bunch of bullshitters. Oh, it's fucking... It's, it was too warm. It wasn't warm enough to experience the foliage. You fucking jerk-offs. In order for leaves to fall off the tree... They're going to change some different colors. I understand what you're saying with the temperatures and all that stuff. But look at this one. It's got purple leaves. Fucking red in the cemetery there. Mmm. Still a bunch. Look at these uh, catalpa trees. They're all yellow. Saw this cool image online. You might have run across it as well. It's got a um, a smiley face. This guy uh, purposefully planted these larch trees. Larch, L A R C H, which apparently have um, a, a propensity to turn yellow in the foliage, right? So that's pretty cool. Don't mind if I eat a little lunch on the way home. My two-hour lunch break here. I need an hour of it to get home, you know, home and back. About 15, 20 minutes, one way. I'm rounding up. So I'm having a little freaking snacky snack. I want to cover a lot of ground between now and the time I get home. Because I've had some podcast material I've been sitting on. I want to abbreviate it so I can make mention of it real quick. So here goes. Here goes. Had a great Halloween. I'm not sure if I mentioned that yet. We had some family over on Saturday. Dressed up a little bit. Had a few beers. Had some good food laughed, carried on. It was wonderful. On Sunday, Halloween, the actual date of the holiday was on a Sunday. So we had some trick-or-treaters, actually quite a few. And as predicted, we didn't sit out there. We had already kind of made merry and had other things going on. So the dog, you don't want to come up to the front stoop. Because the dog... We'll try to eat you, and that'll be a trick rather than a treat. And it should be barking, and she's been anxious and having all these problems lately, as I've disclosed. So, um, just fuck it, go ahead, get across, Venus. So, we put the candy very professionally, very carefully placed it two big bowls on a banquet table and left it out there. The trick-or-treaters came around five and they rat-fucked it because by seven o'clock we had kids knocking on the door disclosing that it was all empty. So I said, I'm sorry guys, they took it all then. And then it was dark and then Monday was the school day and a work day, so 
kind of short-lived, but we had, we got our fun in. We're enjoying our fall frivolity here, and it continues on as the foliage turns and Thanksgiving arrives very soon. Monday, busy day. I get home, took my dog out, you know, had, you know, had dinner, relaxed for a couple minutes on the couch. Everybody's turning in. I take the dog out for a walk, and I hear... She, I turned my head for a second, and she's gone. It was a cold night. There was nobody else out there with us. You know, it's too cold for dog, other dog walkers or, you know, fitness freaks or whatever. Nobody wants to be out in the cold because they're squeamish, and that's their loss and my gain. So we like to go out. Momies always like to walk along the, the curb, get her smells in. So, again, I'm pampering my dog because she's been having a tough time, Okay. She likes to smell other dogs, their piss, their poop, their presence. Uh, she lost her, her hearing for the most part. So now she's got her, her sense, primary sense of smell, with his, which is olfaction. So she's out there. I turn my head, she's gone. I hear, then I hear, Wow! 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 It's freaking foxes. I know them because I've seen them in action doing this making these terrible noise. Sounds like they're fucking each other out there. So, coitus interruptus, foxes. She's out there. I don't know. I'm, now I'm thinking she must have kicked these foxes up or, you know, caught them in action or is antagonizing them in some way. Now I'm pissed. I go grab a big flashlight. I'm shining all over the neighborhood thinking there's neighbors probably looking out the front and saying, oh, there's Aaron again with his dog off the leash. He's not a nice dog. And not a nice Aaron. I'm starting to get a complex. I'm pissed about it. I go in the house. I don't want to freaking talk to anybody. Now I'm pissed. I shit, shower, and shave. I get prepared for the next day. And I sleep that night. I had the freaking craziest dream you ever heard of. Very rarely am I shaken when I wake up. I wake up in a cold sweat or having a terrible dream. It's traumatizing. But this was pretty scary. Like I woke up feeling very vulnerable and very scared, and I'm like, fuck, man, I gotta, what happened, I gotta write this down, this is incredible, so I'll give you the brief meat and potatoes of it, I was coming home from deployment, I was in the Marines, I had at least my previous rank of sergeant, I had all my gear, my uniform on, I'm wearing camis, and I'm carrying it through the airport proudly, coming home from deployment with thousands, what seemed like thousands of other soldiers, warriors. All have their units and they're all organized, waiting for their, at the gates to get on planes and get the hell out of there. There's what the equivalent of a parking lot that's full with these gigantic planes. And I'm trying to find my gate. I can't find it. I'm panicking. My coolness, I got all this gear. I'm sweating. I'm stressing. I'm asking people now, where's my gate? Where's my gate? I'm talking to my family. Hey, I'll be home soon, guys. And I can't get on, I can't find my gate, I can't find my plane. So I'm going every which way. At one point, I'm actually walking underneath these giant planes in this parking lot. They're all planes are parked in there, this way and that. I'm walking underneath them and I'm waiting for somebody to stop the plane and say, hey, you know, Oberst is out there. We can't leave him behind. But planes just keep taking off. Somewhere along the line, 
all my gear that I have stowed in a sea bag and carry-ons and all my shit, everything, my identification, my cell phone, all that stuff, I lose it along the way until I'm just wearing my, my green utility bottoms and my boots. I've lost my, my blouse, which is what we call the, the shirt, long sleeve camouflage jacket, button down. So I've lo- I've lost pretty much everything. All of my stuff. I'm incredibly distraught. Uh, all of a sudden somebody, you know, like a lost and found guy, but not for things, but for people. The lost and found. This guy, big, tall, older man. He's like, oh, no problem. Matter of fact, he just says, I'll get you on your plane. So we're walking all over, and I'm, he's trying to solve all my problems. Where's this guy's baggage? Where's his luggage? You know, where's his gate? You know, this is his name. And nobody can find, you know, where I'm supposed to be or where I'm going. I'm trying to tell him. Now that I'm losing, like, my train of thought, like, I don't know anything. I have none of the details, none of the organization that I would normally have if I was going to get on a plane. Can't even identify that I'm who I'd say I am. So at some point, this guy even gets, like, he starts to become, he was so tried and true, helping me, and all of a sudden he gets doubtful, and he goes home at the end of the day. And I'm just there, you know, completely alone. Can't get home to my family. I'm concerned that they remember me, like I've lost my every possession, my even my identity. It was very crazy, so crazy that I I um, wrote down all these details like at 4 o'clock, 3 or 4 in the morning. I'm typing all this into my phone, a note-taking app, so that I can remember it. Because you ever have a crazy dream, you're like, oh, yeah, that was about this. And then by the time you wake up, you can't remember shit, right? I wanted to remember this. I wanted to commit this to memory. I thought it would make for a great story, or at least to analyze it. And so I did. And I think about it. You know, what does that represent? Kind of like if somebody feels like they're losing their hair or their teeth or whatever. Losing things. I mean, obviously, you're afraid. You're, you don't want to feel vulnerable. You want to feel, like, significant. You want to feel... Um, like like you're appreciated, like you're wanted, like somebody loves you, like somebody cares. And I don't know if these if this dream, terrible dream, was colored by my the stress that I was feeling when I couldn't find my dog, and when at the end of a long day I got foxes out there screaming into the into the autumn evening. I don't know you know, what it is. I I imagine that's what was going on. I was just really tired and really like, now I'm stressed at a time when I want to go to bed and I just collapsed in bed. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And now I can't, like I wasn't mean to anybody, but I just went to bed. said, I don't want my wife's crying. Like what's going on? What happened? Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. And I just prepared for the next day and went to sleep, and that's it. And nobody bothered with me. Nobody messed with me. 
sometimes you have moments like that, but I guess you know, I'm not. A, uh, I'm always interested in trying to determine the significance of things, right? It was an interesting experience, and I, I have this. Uh, uh, you know, this. I, I'll go back into dreams. I like the notion of resolving something uh, within a dream. You know, I think that that is something we can do. And we should do if we feel like we're having a, a tough time. That in our subconscious, if we can solve some of these problems, then it's it's worth doing. So that's what went on with that. I'm sure you've had some scary dreams like that yourself and pondered the significance. Okay, so there's that. Let me try to add some, some more detail in there. I talked to somebody this morning, had a really interesting conversation with a friend. She said a couple things. She's talking about distinguishing joy from happiness. And that happiness is a fleeting thing. It's like something good happens. Oh, you feel good. You feel happy. Uh, joy is, is a feeling. It's something that comes from within. It's more of an internal uh, phenomenon where, you know, you have to be joyous. You have to cultivate joyous where happiness just kind of happens to you. I thought that was interesting. And she told me a story about growing up in Poland and how um, there were all these beautiful flowers and all these, she said, I can close my eyes and see beautiful blue sky and these flax, which we made so many things out of. We used the fibers from flax and made this and that. And, um, you know, we were growing poppies and we were growing flax and we were growing all these things. And we had a root cellar and we had no electricity and and, um, you know, so that's why if the power goes out for a little bit, like I, I'll figure out a way to make do. Or, you know, the other day I bought a pair of shoes for my husband and I couldn't find the adult size in men's. So I went into the female and I got for a cheaper price his size. And they look exactly like men's, but they're women's shoes. And he's happy with them. Well, he's, she says, oh, we just make do. And again, the perspective that she has having had so much less. And so that we're talking about that, she said the one thing she always did want, though, if she saw like a pair of shoes or something really nice in the window on display in like a storefront, she wanted that so bad. She wanted so bad because everything that they had, they had to kind of make, they had to produce. You know, you could source it, of course. You could go down to a market and buy the vegetables and probably the meat, just like any market is depicted in a, you know, a comparatively primitive time. This was probably 50, 60 years ago. She's talking about woman's probably in her 70s. And uh, she said it meant so much to her to see that something in the window and really want that and to scrimp and save or somebody or somebody to spring for for that something to get, to get it. It really drove a want. I said, well, now look at things, you know, everything is, people don't know where anything comes from. So is there a disconnect in society because we used to make such do, we used to scrimp and save, we used to create things from the raw materials. And now everything is kind of, comes in a nice pretty little box. There's no effort um, necessary. It's why I like to carve wood and why I like to do crafty things with natural products because it's so close to the, you know, the source. Finally, I'll say this. Um, 
that woman is awesome. She also said another thing. She said when she was getting uh, falling in love with her husband or buddies, all her girlfriends, like, hey, um, yeah, well, uh, what does he have? Is he a good provider? Does he have a good job? Does he have investment? You know, what does he have? And she's like, uh, you know, he's. It wasn't about that. It was from a place of joy. She was in love, and she said, "A poor man's rose is better than a rich man's gold." I never heard that statement before, but pretty neat and uh, incredible person. Finally, I go to vote yesterday. Right? Well, I'll tell you what: politics fucking disgusts me. I, I, it's a shame the, the, the how terribly things have sunk in this wonderful nation of ours that has been held up like a freaking, you know, like a shiny monument on a hill about all of our, you know, laws and constitution and freedom and all that stuff. The back and forth, the hatred, um, it's terrible the way, how far we've sunk. I can't, consequently, I can't drive by a street corner and see another freaking you know, uh, there it says, Brong, Flysick, Landis, Nelson, you know, vote, re-elect these people, you know, or Joe Blow, or the TV commercials where, hey, everything this person did was terrible, and everything I'm going to do is going to be awesome, you know, just like us against them shit, so stupid, you know, wow, look at this lazy, these fucking short-ass shorts, walking in the post office, um, so I go into the into the polling place. I was so disgusted, I was almost not going to vote. But I've told you that we have a friend who's running for the school board. I know he's a good man. He's a reasonable dude. All right? And we believe in him. So that's as far as I can go. I'm not going to choose any partisan bullshit. Um, I go in there, and this guy comes up to me as soon as I walk in. He goes, hey. He shakes my hand. He goes, um, Joe Blow, you know, I just want, you know this is me. I know you're voting for the school board. This is me right here, just so you know. And, you know, uh, anything you need, you let me know. And he hands me a partisan uh, ticket. Basically, he handed me a recipe for everything that he wanted for his success. And I felt like I was being preyed upon and sold something. Now, again, we're all selling something, right? So I'm selling health and pain relief and function and all these cool things. But there are people who are, and we're, we all are kind of selling something. Even if you think you work for some company for 20, 30 years and you're just punching a ticket, you are selling something. And you do believe in something that you want other people to appreciate and understand as well. So politics is no different. It's probably the best example of selling yourself, or selling ideas. Of course, ideas are very intangible, and we know that politicians very rarely make good on their promises. They make very bold claims about the things that they're going to do and they can't always get it done. But they got to tell you, they got to sell you on their their bill of goods, on their ideas and how their way is the best way. And maybe they'll hit the mark, maybe they won't. Usually they don't, right? So this guy's basically, you know, rubbing me, fucking, you know, sucking my cock in there shaking my hand saying, hey, yeah, you know, so, you know, this is who I am, and these are the other people with her, that are on my side, and this is my name right here, and you can just go right over there, and you can fill that out, make sure you flip over to the other side, too, and fill out these other things about the judges. I'll tell you right now, I wasn't going to vote for him. If the candidate that I was going to vote for did the same thing, 
um, before I knew that he was doing that, I would be turned off and probably wouldn't vote for him. I can't stand somebody like to sell something is nothing to be ashamed of. But don't be a scumbag about it. Don't try to trick people into voting for you by pointing out your name and, sh- and shaking your hand and endearing yourself to them. <clears throat> themselves to you and uh, I'm pulling that crap. I can't stand that shit. Another friend of mine said that she went to the polls to work them, which she'd never done before. And somebody said, oh, you're, uh, she had like a sign out that was just on display at the, at the uh, table she was at. And it said, you know, you know, vote for such and such. And the person, people came up and said, oh, you're voting for that guy? What are you, anti-white? Like, are you fucking out of your mind? So people are fucking awesome and people are turds, man. Terrible. So that was, um... In 20 minutes, that was everything that's happened to me over the last three or four days. There's probably some more excitement that I could share with, but there was quite a bit to consider there. Uh, Making a difference, um, staying positive, I'm kicking ass and taking names, the day's off to a good start, and I got a very busy evening ahead of me. So I'm looking forward to that and making, making today count for something. Also, I'm back to reading... A, an excellent book that I I needed a reminder, a second pass at, um, and you might want to check out. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Right? Is that what it is? Let's see. Yeah. Breaking the habit of being yourself. Look at my girl mommy's at the door. Can't wait to see her. All right, so uh, tune in later. I'll have some more stories to tell. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Let let the freaking autumn sun grace you with its presence. Get out there, get some fresh air. 